0: Hey, this is Pastor Holly of Open Door Sanctuary, and welcome to our podcast. We are so glad that you are here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will transform your life through today's message. Be sure to subscribe so that you can get these messages every week, and I pray that you are blessed today. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Hold on. God's on your side. Hold on. God's on your side. He can handle it. God's on your side. Amen. Thank you to the fellowship choir, the praise fellowship choir, for that timely, classic. God's on your side. Good morning, my brothers and my sisters. If you will, journey with me this morning in your basic instruction before leaving earth, your life's owner's manual. That would be the holy word of God. Journey with me this morning to the 21st chapter of Genesis That's Genesis the 21st chapter verses 19 and 20 Amen That is again the 21st chapter of Genesis verses 19 a and 20 a Amen Then God opened her eyes. Then God opened her eyes. Actually, we're just going to lift that up. Genesis, the 21st chapter, verse 19a. Then God opened her eyes. Gracious Lord and Heavenly Father God, it's once again we come before your throne of grace this morning, Lord, asking you, Lord, to clear all of our hearts, to clear all of our minds, to clear all of our souls, that we might receive a word from you on high. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. May my soul look up with steadfast hope, and my will be lost in thine. Amen, amen, and amen. Then God opened her eyes. Then God opened her eyes. If you will this morning, my brothers and my sisters, meditate with me upon the theme, upon the thought. God's on your side. God's on your side. Beloved, we find ourselves in some trying situations many of our own making some as a result of our own stubbornness some as a result of our own waywardness some as a result of our own backsliding some as a result of our own actions, our own hubris, our own pridefulness, our own arrogance. This morning, as was read for your hearing, our Old Testament lesson dealt with the partial story of Hagar and her son, Ishmael, the eldest son of Abraham. This lesson dealt with Hagar and Ishmael being cast out into the wilderness with only some bread and some water. In this morning's journey, we, we we enter the scene in the mid-development, in the mid-developmental years of Ishmael and his mother, Hagar. In the developmental years of Ishmael, but the beginning years of the life of Isaac. I want this morning, I want to take us back a moment, just a moment, to see what has happened. Very rarely do we ever get told the story of Hagar if you will, if we journey back to chapter 16, and you can read that on your own, we see better what is going on. Hagar, an Egyptian woman, the maid servant of Sarai, Sarah, the wife of Abram, Abraham, In our journey today, we are with an elderly, childless couple, Sarai and Abram. God has promised that he would make Abram the father of many nations. God has promised Abram a son. Sarah, Sarai, she hears this and then she laughs in disbelief. That's impossible she said at my big age. So she takes matters into her own hands. Sarah laughs in disbelief. In disbelief and as a result of her disbelief, she decides not God, not Abram, she decides that she's going to take matters into her own hand. So, to help God out, because that's what she was saying, God, in all your infinite wisdom, it appears that you need some help. How many of us do that? Sarah, she gives her handmaiden, her servant, Hagar, to her husband, Abram. And of course, there is no surprise that when Sarah does this, Hagar does indeed become pregnant. A situation not of her own making, she had been obedient to Sarah. And as a result of being obedient in this situation, not of her own making, she, Hagar, being obedient in this situation, she was blessed by God. She found herself, <coughs> excuse me, in a situation not of her own making, yet she still found herself blessed by God. After being blessed, Hagar becomes hubris, hubris. She becomes arrogant. She becomes puffed up. She becomes prideful. She becomes dangerously overconfident. You see, during this time, during this era in history, it was shameful. Not to have born children. If you were a woman during these times, and you were married and childless, you were mocked, you were scorned, You were made fun of. You were made to feel less than. You were made to feel unworthy. You were made to feel undeserving. I cannot even try to imagine the pain, the misery, the loneliness, the isolation that Sarah might have felt that would have caused her to take situations into her own hand, thus telling God, I think You need a little help. Here, here, here is Sarah in her old age. Here she is married. Here she is childless. Here she is doubting, doubting what God had told her about becoming a mother at her big Age. So again, 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 I must reiterate, she takes matters into her own hands, even though God has already told Abram what he had planned to do. How many of us this morning, if we're really honest about it, how many of us would confess If only to ourselves, that there have been numerous occasions upon which God has shared something, laid something upon our hearts, laid something upon our minds, and we had a Sarah reaction. We laughed in disbelief. And then after we laughed in disbelief, we decide, we decide, that we're going to take matters into our own hands, thus telling God, thus laughing at God, saying, ha ha ha, mocking God, thinking God Almighty, God Omnipotent, God All Present needs our help. The Word tells us, or it is you, ye who have created us and not we ourselves, yet we feel like God just might not have it in control. Yet I digress. In her disbelief, in her disbelief, Sarah has given her, her handmaid, her maid servant to her husband and she becomes pregnant. Unbeknownst to Hagar, she becomes pregnant. Now, all of a sudden, the situation that she, Sarah, has created, now Sarah is jealous. She's envious, even at her big age. She is still bothered by the fact that she has not been able to give Abram a child, a son. She's bothered by the fact that she gave her maid servant to her husband. And as a result of her doing so, she now finds herself envious. She now finds herself, as a result of her own actions, treating Hagar harshly. Treating Hagar badly, with her husband's permission. Therefore, Hagar does the only thing she can do. She runs away. She cannot take it anymore She does not understand why is her mistress now treating her so poorly, so badly. And she runs away. She runs away from her problems and into the wilderness. Not even realizing, not recognizing, not knowing that God even in this situation, that God is on her side. As, 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 as she's in the wilderness as this runaway, an angel of the Lord tells Hagar to go back. An angel of the Lord tells Hagar to go back and to submit herself. See, Hagar wasn't completely innocent in all of this, so let's not get her twisted. I just haven't gotten to that part of the story yet. An angel of the Lord tells Hagar that her descendants will be multiplied exceedingly. And and, and finally, the angel of the Lord tells her that she is with child. The angel of the Lord essentially tells Hagar that God is on her side. That regardless of what she has to go through, that God is on her side. That regardless of what she's already been through, that God is on her side and that she should go back and submit because God is on her side. How many of us, my brothers and my sisters, hear this morning and over the sound of my voice? How many of us have found ourselves runaways? How many of us have found ourselves outside in the wilderness because of something that has been done to us as a result of something we did? Think about it. How many of us this morning have found ourselves just like Hagar, in a predicament that we could not get out of? And we just run away. We run away not only physically, But we run away. We check out. We run away mentally. We're not there. We're not present. We're not present in the lives of our family. We're not present in the lives of our children. We're not present on the job. We're not present in the church. We have run away. We have checked out. Just like Hagar had. Well, for those of us, I have a message for you. I have a message for me. I have a message for us. God wants, um, thank you, Lord. God wants someone here this morning to know that he's on your side. Hagar goes back. Hagar goes back to Abram and Sarah. She gives birth. And it appears that, that, that all may be well, at least for about 13 years or so. It appears that all may be well. However, but... In the thirteenth year of, of, of Ishmael's life, Sarah becomes pregnant and gives birth to a son that she names as instructed, Isaac. Just as Hagar had been told by the angel, Ishmael is wild. He's a wild 13-year-old boy. Now, during Isaac's uh, weaning celebration that his father has thrown for him, Sarah, Sarah, Notice the name change. That means there's a covenant that has happened and her name has changed just as Abram's name changes to Abraham because of the covenant. Sarah is upset again about Ishmael scoffing. And as a result of her being upset over Ishmael's behavior, Hagar and Ishmael is banished. They're put out of the kingdom, upset. Abraham gives Hagar and Ishmael some bread and some water for their journey, and he sends them off into the wilderness. And again, Hagar wanders off Not knowing, not believing, not realizing, not recognizing that God is on her side. She and the boy finish off the bread, they finish off the water, they sit under a tree crying, she's crying, he's crying, and they are preparing They are preparing to die. God hears this in verse uh, 17. God hears the voice of Ishmael and sends down an angel to reassure Hagar that God is indeed on her side. The angel tells her to rise up. The angel tells her to lift up the boy and hold him for God will make him a great nation just as his brother will be. So my brothers and my sisters, as we begin to wrap this story up, as we begin to wrap this segment of the series up, somebody here this morning needs to know And it makes no difference what your drug of choice is because God is on your side. It makes no difference you may have been incarcerated. God is on your side. It makes no difference that you were a cheater because God is on your side. It makes no difference that you're an adulterer or were an adulterer. God is on your side. It makes no difference that you were a sex worker. God is on your side. It makes no difference, brother, that you're a backslider. God is on your side. It makes no difference who you've slept with because God is on your side. It makes no difference what prognosis the doctor has given you because God is on your side. You see, it makes no difference. You don't know, hallelujah, it makes no difference. You don't know how you're going to make ends meet. God is on your side. It just makes no difference. It makes no difference. God is on your side. God is on your side. God is on your side. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us today and I pray that you can join this podcast. A special thanks goes out to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. Also, thank you to those of you who are a part of Open Door Sanctuary, whether you support us financially, serve with us, or you just share these messages. It's because of all of you that we are able to reach people around the world. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Again, we thank you for listening. Now go out and live victoriously.